Her appearance was still that of the stone-cold dame that walked into my office the previous day, but something was off. It was her eyes. I can't describe it, but something had shifted behind those hazel eyes, undermining the confident aura. I was about to speak, but she cut me off told me she was just about to call, let me know she was canceling the investigation. The cadence of her words was quick, like she was trying to keep me from getting a word in edgewise. Every attempt to speak, she spoke over me, telling me how August had confessed his infidelity, swearing to do better, how things were on the mend, how she didn't need my services anymore. She was trying to drown me in a sea of lies. But why? Why would she derail her own investigation like this? Fed up, I finally pushed through her endless web of deception, telling her I had information she needed to know. That I knew about her husband. That I knew that she was lying. The composed expression faltered, cracks of fear and anger radiating from her porcelain facade. She turned, marching inside to retrieve a pocketbook. From it, she pulled a mass of bills and pressed it to my chest. This is your final payment, Mr. Skye. Whatever you think you saw, forget it. Forget me. For your sake. Then, she shut and locked the door. Aimless, I left that palatial estate, drifting rudderlessly through the rising puddles on the sidewalk. I had enough money to get back on my feet, but I also had a client who knew too much, and a corpse in a love nest with my bullet in his shoulder. Nothing was adding up, and the looming dread was eating me from the inside out like some sort of vicious parasite. And the only thing you can do when you feel like that is drown the bastard. The red hand was on the way home, but I hadn't been since my run-in with O'Shea. No, that's not right. I hadn't been since Gordon told me to drop my case and forget about O'Shea. He told me if I didn't, that would be the end of us. A part of me thought he was bluffing, but I should have known better. Gordon only ever played the cards he was dealt. But it had been months, and I finally had enough cash to hit a bar and enjoy a real drink. I was certain Gordon and I could be civil, if only for an hour or two. I mean, we had some good times. At least, that's what I thought. But as soon as I stepped foot in the red hand, I felt his stormy gray eyes sending shivers through my spine. I walked up to the bar, cutting awake through the tumbling tide of tobacco smoke, and I took a seat. I'll spare you the details, Webster, but let's just say Gordon was a man of his word. Ignoring my greetings, pouring me drinks, and then violently pushing them to me, I tried to take it on the chin, but it hurt. It hurt to have someone you loved, no, someone you love, glare at you with that disdain. More and more I drank, and so I decided the best thing to do would be to return fire. As he poured, I looked him dead in the eyes, and I just, I just started talking. It was a drunken slurred mess of raw emotion and 
petty posturing. I told him how I'd made it through the bad times, how I'd just closed the case, and I was back on my feet, and I did it without him. The bar was thin, given that it wasn't even noon yet. Everything hushed, and the only sound was a record player humming some soulful blues. I wanted to feel like I had won, like I had taken my wounds, forced him to look, and to see the scars I'd made. But this wasn't winning. It was hollow, and it was pathetic. And when I looked at him, I didn't see love, or anger, or jealousy. I just saw pity. He leaned down and spoke to me in that hushed tone of his. It sure seemed like you needed me when I found you beat to hell in that alley. But I guess I was wrong. You don't need my help. You don't need it to do your job. You don't need it to ruin what we have. You don't need it to end up getting yourself killed. And you know what? You sure as hell don't need it to get out of my bar right now. Those words have been playing in my head all the way back to the office. With the haze of the liquor gone, I'm left with an ache in my heart and fear in the pit of my stomach. I don't have answers for the case, for Mrs. Howard, for Gordon. I'm sinking into a swamp of blind ignorance, and I don't know how to pull free. Huh? Oh, you're up. I was starting to get worried. Who are you? Where am I? Whoa, whoa. Calm down, kid. You've been through the ringer. I'm not a kid. Now tell me, what's going on? How much do you remember about last night? I... I remember. You remember what? I mean... I remember it. I know that he, that I, I just, I know. Right. Sorry. I'm just... What I don't know is who you are and why you were there. Fair point, kid. My name's Blake Sky, and I'm a private investigator. So, I guess this is your office? That it is. It's... Quaint. Great poker face there. I'm sorry. I don't make a habit of lying. Why are you making that face? What face? That. When I said I'm not a liar, you did that thing with your mouth. I don't think this is really an appropriate time to talk about this. Uh, appropriate? I think I'm entitled to some answers. Okay, okay. Just calm down. I am perfectly calm. Fine. So, here's the thing. I was hired to keep an eye on Professor Howard. By his wife. Because of you. Me? Why me? <laughs> I mean, most married women aren't too keen on the whole having an affair thing. Affair? August and I were not having an affair. So... You were having a perfectly platonic relationship with your professor, who you call by his first name, in bars and in dive hotels. I... 
I don't... Daphne Howard hired me to catch her husband being a scumbag. And I guess I succeeded. Sort of. Listen, Aug... I mean, Professor Howard and I had a close relationship. I was in his class, and he saw an aptitude for ancient languages. He asked me to help him in his research. We spent a lot of time together. But I'm not that kind of person. So you and the professor never... No! I mean, perhaps I had a small crush on him, but I didn't do anything wrong. Then what were the two of you doing together? Why did you go to the Elephant's Heart, or the Exum Arms, if it wasn't to be romantic? It was social. We got some drinks, relaxed. I don't know how many ancient Sumerian funerary rites you've translated, but it's not easy. I'll take your word for it. Sometimes, his friends would be at the bar, and we'd sit around the table and drink and talk shop. Other professors? No. At least, none from Deacon. I don't really know a lot about them. Um, Professor Howard just said they were good friends of his. Fair enough. And the hotel? It's not what you're thinking, Mr. Skye. The professor came to me and told me he had materials to translate that would easily impact our research, but that the text had been procured by less than legal means. I didn't pry. I assumed they might have been smuggled into the country after the war, looted from some tomb perhaps, something amoral, but... But you figured, what's done is done, and at least this way, you get to learn something. Essentially, yes. But it was all a scam. Professor Howard had other plans. We got in the room, talked a little, he was unpacking, I took off my coat, and... And what? And I imagined how nice it might be if he wasn't married. If we could work on the manuscripts together and share drinks, but I could also tell him what I think, what I thought about him. That's what I was thinking when he came up on me with the knife. Jesus, I'm... I'm sorry, Miss Kostansky. I really am. Thank you. Do you have any idea why he attacked you? Did he say anything? Do anything? He... He opened his briefcase, went through his notes, and... When we were struggling, he was chanting something. Chanting something? What was he saying? I couldn't tell. It was in a language I didn't know. Well, I've, uh, I've got that briefcase of his over here. How about we take a look? Here, pull up a chair. One second. Hmm. There's a few pages of Amorite in here. Uh, Akkadian, Sumerian. But I never translated any of this. And this one? I have no idea what these characters are. Maybe another language? Uh, or a cipher. It's no Mesopotamian script. The structure of the characters is unique. Distinct from cuneiform and Semitic languages. Can you... Read the others? 
I can translate them with time, but it's not like picking up the evening edition and reading the headlines. It takes time. It's, it's an art. Of course. I'm not saying it's going to be duck soup. I just- Duck soup? I hardly think this is the time to talk dinner, detective. I'm saying I know it won't be easy, but I think we both deserve answers. And if we have a reason for August Howard attacking you, then that makes self-defense a little bit more palatable to the police. I I suppose you have a point. Does this make us partners? Don't think your name is going up on the joint just yet. We're allies, not partners. Now, stick out that flipper, kid. My flipper. Uh, just, Just shake my hand. You could have just said that. Hey, did you see this? What? Here, on this one, one of the mystery language sheets. There's some notes. It's maybe a phonetic breakdown? Here. Vi a x uran om dure o fana om lokai on marga e durai om chargaram fan vi un asa. Who turned out the lights? Blake, what the hell is going on? That's what I was going to ask you. Jesus Christ, it's freezing in here. Do do you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Kid, you gotta let go of my hand. Mr. Sky, I'm I'm not. Who the Mr. Sky? Detective? Blake, what's happening? (coughs) Blake? There you are. Oh god, what happened? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Christ, kid. What the hell is on those pages?